Brother Yitzhak, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jvradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story, that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on JavidRadio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herb. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kaya from the Moya, extreme martial arts demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, others abundant program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your benos, your base Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbsch's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you can call Rabbi Yitzhak at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Hi, and welcome to Story. Hi, it's not Rabbi Terps, and he's a little bit stuck in the traffic, and he will be here very, very soon. So just here again is Romo, and enjoy. He's on the way, and the minute is coming. I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. 
If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story, that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on jwitradio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhiyevs for either storytelling, Kaya from the Maya, extreme martial arts demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, other Sabanian program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your banos, your beshakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow county, or a sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbsch's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhirbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Wow, it's just amazing. Oh, can we be a drop louder? Oh, wow, it's just simply amazing. I cannot believe that <laughs> the traffic that I ran into over there on East 16th Street by the train station. I don't know, it must have been something going on there by that public school or the high school over there. Well, it's jam-packed. You couldn't even walk between. You say, excuse me, excuse me. And they just continue talking. And, well, finally, a bus came, so started piling in and left me some room to walk through. Okay, so nonetheless, we are here live. Okay, now, uh, before I begin, I would like to give a special shout-out to Masha Nakanowski because her older brother, Moishi, 
is going to get married next week, Tuesday, September 24th, to Liba Levine. Mazel tov to them. A great shout-out of a mazel tov. Okay, now, today I have a story that I haven't told before. Matter of fact, this is a basher to Maisa. You know, everything is bashert, like they say, which means, for those who don't speak a little Yiddish, bashert means it's meant to happen. Well, <clears throat> the way my day was going today, I just didn't have the time to find the story. But Baruch Hashem, I could rely on good old Mendel Z, who every now and then either calls me or emails me a story to tell. And I love this story because once he said it was a Bill Nagon story, I said, whoa. I said, do you know that I am the eighth generation, this is true, I am the eighth generation from the Vilna Gones' second wife. Yep, that's right. That makes my father very special because he was number seven. Okay, so now uh, this story, matter of fact, since it's Bashert, <laughs> the name of the story is called, but what's Bashert is Bashert. Okay, now you'll understand what I mean by that later. Will I understand also? Of course, Yossi. If I will understand, so will you. Okay, so take it away. Uh, oh, you mean this story you don't know? I wasn't on the phone when, when, when Mendy Z called. Ah, okay. <laughs> so that means you won't interrupt? I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll find out. Okay, anyways, for those who don't know, the Vilna Gaon's real name was Eliyahu ben Shloyma Zalman Kramer. And he lived from 1720 to 1797. Wow, calculating real fast. Uh, 77 years. That's right. He lived 77 years. Now, this story is a story that I heard from Mendy Z, which I don't know where he heard it from, uh, but he said somebody, he heard it say it in Yiddish, and he told it over to me, and he says he figures if it was said in Yiddish and he heard it, that means the j English audience didn't hear it, so it's good to tell. Okay, so I'm going to tell it. That's what Mendy Z suggested. I don't always do everything Mendy Z suggests, but this one, that's a great story. Mamish. Oh, boy, does it bring out Bashert is Bashert. Woo! What's Bashert is Bashert. Anyways, so the great Sadiq, the Vilna Gom, Elio, the great Sadiq. Elio, Ben Schleimer, Zalman, Kramer. Yes, that's right. Anyways, um, he was on his way to go to Eretz Israel. He had a desire to want to live in Eretz Israel when he was much older, you know. Uh, was it when he was 77 years old? I'm not exactly sure because <laughs> since he only told me the story a few minutes before I left the house, I didn't have a chance to research it. But I'm assuming since he said he was an old man by then, so it must have been in the last few years of the Vilna Gaon's life when he wanted to, you know, make Aliyah and go to Eretz Israel. He got as far as Amsterdam. And then he said, all right, I don't think we're going to go any further. And his son Avram said, but father, why not? You desired so much to travel to Eretz Israel. We've come so far. We've saved such money to be able to go. Why, Tati, why aren't we going? Well, let's just suffice it to say that I feel it's Mina Shemayim that I should not end up going to Eretz Yisrael. Now, of course, <laughs> many people who heard that Misa about it thought to speculate because the Vilna Gon, if he got together with some other G'dayim that might have been there, whatever it was, they could have brought Mashiach, but obviously Hashem wasn't ready for Mashiach to come as of yet. But maybe all of us out there 
we work on ourselves, we could get Mashiach to come a lot quicker. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, and, and I'll work on it, too. Okay, that's good. Anyways, what happened was is, the Vilna Gon said, All right, but we're not going to go back right away to Vilna. Why not, Tati? What's the problem? Are you feeling all right? Yes, I'm feeling fine, but I'm a little oiskematic. Uh, oiske, oh. What's oiskematic, Rabbi Herbs? Uh, oiskematic means like he's very exhausted, very tired. Oh, so he wants to stay there for a while? Yes, in Amsterdam. So, Adelina Gohan said, Ah, I think we should rest up here in Amsterdam before we turn back and go back to Vilna. Oh, so, he, so he's going to rest up over there. Where's he going to stay? Uh, yes, see, if you keep asking questions like that, how could I tell the story? Because obviously those are parts of the story, and I'm obviously going to say those parts. Oh, <laughs> good point. Okay, so we're working on bringing Mashiach quicker so I shouldn't interrupt, right? Uh, I guess so. Uh, that would be more derogatory, I guess. Okay, so we're going to do that. Okay, so anyways, so the Vilna Gon said, ah, so the question is where we will stay. You know what? I think for now, the Rebunishlam is going to help. Just as he revealed to me that I should not travel all the way to Israel, so he will reveal where we should stay. Okay, come to the base of Medrash. Kim, Kim, come, let's go, let's go. And so he went into the base of Medrash, and he took out the Shaskimoha, and he started learning away. And of course, when he learned, oh, not only was the niggin, you know, like, no, 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 it wasn't just like that. It was mamesh with feeling. And the shotim was so smooth and clear. And it was like, unbelievable. Ah. I know. Because, you know, the, the, the famous thing when somebody asked to build a gold, ah, ah, you know, like, how do you become a, 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 a gaon? And he said, yeah, that I know, as me Vilna. Get it? Uh, yeah, for those who speak Yiddish, got it. Uh-uh, uh, but I never got it that way. I got it because it was explained to me that Vilna in Yiddish means if you want to. And Vilna is the name of the town where Adam Vilna Gong came from. Uh, right. Okay, so can we continue? Oh, yeah, sure, go right ahead. Anyways, there was this Yid by the name of Herschel. And this person, Herschel, now I don't know if it's his real name, but that's what Mendy Z told me. His name was Herschel. That was mentioned in the story. So Herschel was a very wealthy Yid. Ah, you mean like he's rich? Well, what do you think wealthy means? Ah, I guess he's rich. Yes, he was well-to-do. But he also was a very Ehrlich Yid. And when he came in to Davim Mincha, he saw somebody learning. That's because he didn't come to Mincha in the last second. He would come early, say a few kippitla tilim, have time to say karbonas, and Davim Mincha like a mensch. And he noticed this Yid, an Alti Yid, sitting there learning, steiging away so much. And he started thinking, My, 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 what a very interesting man. Hmm. Why, didn't he know he was the Vilna Gaon? No, no, no. People heard of Vilna Gaon all the way to Amsterdam. <laughs> you know, there was no, uh, like, um, um... Ah, right, you couldn't send a fax with a picture or something. Or, you know, like, send it on a WhatsApp and your telephone or e e emails or something like that. Right. In the, in the 1700s, <laughs> there was absolutely no internet. Right, right, right. I don't think there was phones either. I, I don't think so either. 
Anyhow, can we go? Yeah, go weiter, go weiter. Okay, so what ended up happening was as follows. Herschel was a very well-to-do man. And he was also very ehrlich, and he saw the Vilna Gaon learning. But he didn't know that he was the Vilna Gaon. But he realized, wow, this man must be a very, very big tzaddik. Hmm, look how he's learning. You could see the glow on his face. And as I come a little closer, wow, he's going over the shot him over there. It's like unbelievable. Hmm, maybe after Mincha, I will ask him if he has a place where to stay. Hmm, that other person must be his son. Hmm, okay. Um, <coughs> okay, time to dove in. The Gabba is looking for Baltfile. Baltfile, Baltfile! Someone's going up, Baltfashem. And so they dove in Mincha. And then, right after Mincha was over, the Zid Herschel noticed that the Zid, the Tzadik, the Vilna Gon, which he didn't know was the Vilna Gon, sat down to learn again. And he went over to him. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, sir. Um, pardon me if you don't mind. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I kind of have a uh, question for you, if you don't mind. And the Vilna Gon answered, yes. What is your question? Is it a question about Gimau or something? Uh, no, no, not, not exactly, but I mean, well, um, <clears throat> uh, I hate to interrupt your learning, but I, I notice you're a stranger in town. Yes. And I was kind of wondering, being that you're a stranger in town, uh, do you have a place where to stay uh, for the night? Ah, actu actually, no. I was passing through, and I decided it's too long of a distance for me to travel. And I decided this is as far as we'll go. I need to rest up for a few days. And then, Mir Hashem, I will go back to my hometown. Ah, so you know what? Maybe, maybe you would like to stay by me. I have plenty of room. I have plenty of food. Uh, you really enjoy yourself. And, and matter of fact, um, I, I, I don't want to break, has for Sholem, but I have a private base of Madrash also for learning. You do? Very interesting. Hmm. Ah, so you must be a Machnes Eirech. That's probably why, if you have such a big base of Medrash, you don't have a private minion, because you like to come to this minion, so Chaz V'Sholem, you see somebody... Not Chaz V'Sholem. What I mean is, if Chaz V'Sholem, somebody doesn't have a place where to stay, you are here to help them, so this way they don't have to sleep. In, in the in the back by the lady section, by the Ezra's notion. Um, yes, yes, that's correct. I, I definitely am a Magnus Eirich, yes, indeed. I most certainly, uh, yes, yes, yes. And you're welcome to stay by me as long as you would like. All right. And, and may I ask what your name is? My name is Elio. And of course, he didn't reveal yet he was the Vilna Gon. And, of course, after, you know, they, they got up, they went to his house, he sat him down at a nice table, had one of his servants bring some food, but he himself did this serving to the Vilna Gon. And he didn't know that he was the Vilna Gon. That's very important to know, because there's some people that would only serve a person if they know that a big tzaddik or something. But this person... You know, he had a gut feeling that it was a big tzaddik, 
but he would have done it anyways. And so what happened was is he ate a wonderful meal and so did his son. And I don't remember offhand if his wife was still living or not. I'm sorry, I don't remember that. I didn't have a chance to research that. So um, if anybody, when they call up at the end, they can tell me, that would be fine if somebody knows the story even better than me. Okay, but anyways, so what happened is as follows. This rich man, he offered him to sit in the base of Medrash after eating if he wants to, or he wants to go to sleep, he showed him his room. Uh, this is your room, and uh, there you have pillows and covers if you feel more chillier. Over there in that little closet, there's more covers, and if you need another pillow, there are more pillows inside there too. And if there's something that you need that is not there, please, please, by all means, let me know. And uh, there's a lantern over there, and there's some matches over there, and everything is set for you, whatever you need. Thank you very much. You're so kind. Very nice. And the Vilna gone. Looked around in the base of Medrash, and he noticed, wow, this man is very well-to-do. Wow, look at this. He has an entire Shaz Gemara, the whole set. What's the big deal? Everybody nowadays has a whole Shaz. They even got the art scroll Shaz, too. Uh, yossi, Yossi. <laughs> We're talking about the 1720s, and, uh, you know, printing was a little bit different than now, and... Uh, not everybody could afford it, and some people used to buy one Gemara, and this one bought another Gemara, and then people would shear and things like that, and some shoes just didn't, you know. I know, they weren't fully stocked. Okay, I got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Wow, this man must be very well-to-do. But I see he's a machvas early. Oh, what is that? Somebody's coming in over there. Hmm. Uh, let me continue learning and watch with the corner of my eye. Excuse me, pardon me. Um, 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 I, I didn't eat tonight. I, I, I was traveling through, and I'm a poor person. Are you able to help me out? Zicha, a hundred percent. Before you tell me anything out your, about your problems, sit down right over here, and we'll bring you a meal. Look at that. He's bringing him a meal. Wow. I don't know what he's talking about over there, but I see he's giving a large sum of money for the doctor. Talking a little bit louder. Zygemensch, I made the chasna turn out well. Gewaldik, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mazel tov again. Yes, he helped this person. So he's a machtas oich and a big valtzedoke too. Wow, unbelievable. I'm so, so happy that Shemi's boy put me in the hands of such a person. And so, what ended up happening was the Vilna Gom stayed there for two whole weeks. Can you imagine? Two whole weeks. He was fed. He had everything he needed. He had, you name it, whatever he needed, he had nothing left. And because the beds were so comfortable, he was able to rest and recuperate. And after two weeks, the Vilna Gom said to his son, Avram, Avram! I think it's time that we could go. I feel very well rested. I think we should go. All right, Father. If you say so, I'll pack our bags and get ready. Uh, excuse me, pardon me. Yes, Herschel. Uh, Revelio, uh, you don't mind me asking. Um, you seem to be packing up. Are you going somewhere? Oh, I was going to thank you for your hospitality. Not only that, I wanted to offer 
to pay you. To pay me? Ask for Sholem. I would never take money from a mitzvah. You came here, and you didn't have a place where to stay. And you looked like you were oiskematin. I know what that is, like he was exhausted and tired. Very good. Okay, anyways. So, um, you looked very tired and exhausted, and I gave you a place to stay. That's a big mitzvah. Please, don't take that away from me. If I would take money from you, I wouldn't get the mitzvah. And a mitzvah is worth more than all the money that you could offer me. So please, uh, you could use that money if you need more expenses on your way home. Anyways, um, if you don't mind me asking, um, you know, I, I don't really know exactly who you are, but uh, I was able to tell, and I hope I'm not going to embarrass you if I tell you this, but I was able to see that um, you were, uh, I mean, well, the way you were learning and everything, and the way you act, and the way you fear sir. What's fear sir? The way he acts, you know, the way he leads himself, the way he conducts himself. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, anyways. Uh, yes, back to me. Okay, so I saw the way you fear sir, the way you conduct yourself is unbelievable. I really don't know who you are, but to me, I think, from what I see, you're a great tzaddik. So, you want to pay me, but I don't want any payment. But you know what? I don't even want Stamazaya Bracha if it's not possible. But what I would like is you observe me for two weeks. Yes? What about it? Well, after seeing me for two weeks, you saw how I act and everything. Perhaps you saw a chasarin or something. Maybe I have a chasarin or something, you know what I mean? And maybe, just maybe you could point it out to me and give me some musa so I could improve myself. Wow. Unbelievable person you are. I tell you the truth. I watched you for two weeks. For two weeks I watched you. And I never saw any flaw in you. Nothing. I didn't see any avla. Your, 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 your meters are impeccable. But now that you mentioned it, I feel that I have a Musa Haskell to learn from you. A Musa Haskell to learn from me? What do you mean? Of course, Chazal tell us that we learn that a person should give full derecheretz, I mean, his wife very much, and so on and so forth. You know that there's a marshal given that a king who honors his wife, the queen, will have a great marriage and a great kingdom. So, if one wants to have a great marriage and to have great children that learn to live with me, the Stavis, they have to definitely be mechabed their wife, and vice versa. Obviously, in return, if the man is mechabed the wife, then the wife will be mechabed the husband, and then the children will learn kibud over aim and kibud for their klal to have their inheritance because they'll see it in their home. So, I just want to tell you, I didn't see any avla, but instead, I saw something I never. In my Gansaleben. Gansaleben. Oh, I know that the whole life. That's okay. I never saw my Gansaleben. This is the very first time in my Gansaleben that I ever saw somebody give such kibbutz much more than necessary. Every morning, you bring your wife the coffee. You help serve your wife. You take care more than she does for you. And not only that, 
Erev Shabbos, you come home, you bring flowers to make a good atmosphere in the house. It's, it, it's Gewaldic. I never saw that before. Could you please explain me where this comes from, that you have such a strong, strong kibbutz that you give to your wife, that you machabda so much. Would you please tell me? Well, okay. If the, if Revelio has the time to listen, then I guess uh, I, I will listen. I, I'll tell the story if Revelio has the time to listen. But this, I have the time. It's the learning experience. It's like learning Torah. After all, what's the purpose of learning Torah? To be able to do mitzvahs. Why do we learn more deeper about the mitzvahs? Because we want to do the mitzvah even better. And the more we understand the mitzvah, the greater we can do it. And you give such COVID, I want to know why. All right. Well, <clears throat> it's a, a story that started uh, quite a while ago. I have time. I will sit down and you will tell me. By the way, did he ever find out that he was the Vilna Gaon? Uh, Yossi, are you trying to go to the end of the story before the middle is done? Oh, oh, right. Uh, okay, I'll wait. That's a good idea. Anyways, what happened was is he started to tell the story. Ashley said, You know, I was a young boy at about age nine. And, you know, uh, in our times, because, you know, there's a lot of sicknesses that go around, and, and the doctors don't know enough to cure people, and many, many people die young, and therefore in our times, many people get married earlier. So... Even at the age of nine years old, Shaduchim were red. And people got engaged at nine years old many times. But of course, they were too, too young to get married. Even though some people did get married at 13 and 14 or 15 and 16, they didn't wait till 18 because they didn't know if they were going to live till 18. But anyways, that's what happened. So, I was a small boy. And little Herschler, that's what they called me. And... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, um, my father was very, very poor. But, you know, he nonetheless, uh, you know, he sent me to learn. He scrounged around, and we suffered greatly. I had torn shoes, but I still was able to go to learn. And he would pay for Malamed to learn with me, or when we had the little cheder, he paid for me to learn. That was the ikka by my father, that I should learn. And before long, when I was nine years old, it became very noticeable that I wasn't your typical nine-year-old. I was a very big mushman, even at the age of nine years old. I was very, very smart. Or Hashem. I was so well learned that even though I was poor, extremely poor, and I mean extremely poor, nonetheless, People were looking to make a shidduch with us. And they wanted me for a cousin. But my father, you know, pushed it off here and there. And then one day, he was a very well-to-do person. A very rich man. What's his name, Rabbi Herbs? Um, actually, you know, we come to think of it, um, he didn't tell me what his name is. So you know what? We'll call him... David, okay? David? Yeah. I don't know his name, 
but you know, just for story's sake, we'll call him uh, David. Okay? Okay. So he's David, right? Uh, yeah. Anyways, David went over, and he started thinking. Well, well, well. It seems to be I heard <laughs> in the next temple over there. There is a very poor person, my, the name of David. And David, <laughs> no, uh, one second. Why are you looking at me, Yossi? <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me, but um, I was asking Robert Herbs for your name. Your name is David. Oh, so what is the problem? Ah, we need Herschel's father's name. Um, Herschel, uh, what's your father's name? Actually... Uh, <clears throat> Rabbi Herbst, did Mendy Z tell you what the father's name is? Um, uh oh, that look in Rabbi Herbst's face. Um, no, you know what? Um, he didn't tell me, so you know what? Let's call the father Hatzkela. Okay, I like that name. Okay, uh, Hatzkela. Okay, no problem. Okay, so the father's name is Hatzkela. Well, I've heard in another town. There's a very poor person over there by the name of Hatzkela. But he has a little boy, a little boy by the name of Herschela. Hmm. And this little Herschel is supposed to be a genius. And I have a nine-year-old daughter by the name of Rivka. Hmm. Now, Rivka... Uh-oh. Uh, did Mendy Z tell you the name was Rivka? No, he didn't tell Rory Earth's that name either. But I figured if we're making up names for every name that we don't know... <laughs> To save time in the story, I'm going to call my daughter Rivka. Because if I had a daughter, I would want her to be called Rivka. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, so your daughter's name is Rivka. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I was telling the story. All right, but anyways, let's continue. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> I am. Okay. <clears throat> uh, uh, drop it, me. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so my daughter Rivka has fine meters toivish. She's a wonderful special girl. For nine years old, it's unbelievable how me does. And she shows such a love to want to take care of a Talmud Chacham. I'm sure she's going to continue to develop and become even greater than she is now. I think you'll be a great sinner. Hmm. Let me go over to that next shtetl. And sure enough, he went over to the next shtetl. Wait a second. Are you telling the story or is this part um, Herschel's telling? Oh, good point. Herschel, you want to tell it or should I do it doesn't matter. Okay, I'll tell them. Okay, so anyways, what happened was like this. You see, so this man, David... That's me! Yes, it is. Okay, he came over to see my father, Hatzkala. Okay, so... Um, um, do we have a Hatzkala character here? Don't worry. When the time comes, there'll be a Hatzkala character. Zog you know? The Bani Shalom's helping us with the story. Go ahead, don't worry. Okay, no problem. And so this man traveled with his fancy wagon, and he got there. And he arrived in the shtetla, uh, and as he, you know, asked around, he found where <coughs> this person, uh, Hatzkala, lives. And Hatzkala came to the door. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, how are you, how are you, how are you? And what gives the pleasure for such a distinguished person like you to come to my house? Well, to tell you the truth, you know, um, I heard about your son, Herschela. He's nine years old, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's nine years old. And what can I do for you? 
Well, to tell you the truth, I have a daughter who is nine years old, too. <laughs> That's very nice. Maybe years from now, down the line, uh, maybe somebody will write a shitter. I don't want to wait years down the line. You see, I heard all about your son being an Eloy, a genius, a very smart boy. And I heard about his meters Tavis. He doesn't, doesn't just know how to learn. He knows how to act as well as a mensch. And my daughter is the same thing. Huh? What? Your daughter? Are you, are you trying to tell me that your daughter is, uh, is uh, a Talmud Chacham? Uh, an Eloy? No, no, no. I mean, she loves Talmud Chachamim. She wants to marry a Talmud Chacham, and my daughter has unbelievable, impeccable Midas Tavis. Uh-huh. And you know that I'm very poor. Exactly. And you? Very rich, and I will take care of him. As a matter of fact, I see him over there. Hi, Herschela. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. I'm going to be your new shrewd. Well, all right, I'm going to become a cousin, maybe. Tati, what do you say? Well, all right, it sounds good. Okay, we can sign the... Uh, tenoim, make a tenoim, break a teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look, let me see, let me see. And sure enough, they got together. They made a board, whatever. And they broke the teller, whatever. And they wrote a tenoim. And they were going to get married when he was about 15, which would be about six years later. But this rich man wanted that this boy, Herschelah. Rabbi Herbs. Rabbi Herbs. Yes. You're doing it again. Oh, what do you mean? Well, actually, I'm supposed to be narrating. Oh, sorry. Got carried away. All right. Anyhow, so let me tell you what's going on here. <coughs> oh, boy, everybody does <coughs> in Rabbi Herbs' story. Well, everybody got to clear their throats sooner or later. Oh, okay, go ahead. Anyways, so what happened was is, <clears throat> we noticed when I was a little boy, I had torn shoes. And so um, he didn't want me to go like that. As a Tom McCulcom, he felt I should be dressed more normal. So he would send me money every now and then uh, to buy new clothing and things like that. And he made sure to send extra money so I could eat decent meals and be strong and healthy. And finally, six years later... Wow, time flies. Yes. Anyways, so six years later, <clears throat> my father and I, we started to head towards the town of uh, where the rich man David was. Uh-oh. I smell trouble. Well, we didn't smell it right away. So what happened was is that we were beginning to wonder how come the last few months... We didn't receive any payments, but I, I guess my father figured, uh, Dad, what'd you figure again? I figured like this. The reason why I didn't send any extra money like he usually does was because he's, he's so busy thinking about the chasne and making all the arrangements with the chasne, so he didn't send us any money. But we figured, you know, it's time for the chasne coming around the bend, so uh, it's, you know, getting close enough to have it. So we traveled to him this time. And when we came there, he started to ask around. Uh, and surely, mister, can you please tell me where the Reicher mens, the very well-to-do man, uh, David lives? The very well-to-do man, David? <laughs> Pardon me for laughing a little bit. But uh, <clears throat> there is no well-to-do man named David here. 
are you talking about? Excuse me, unschuldig me. There definitely is somebody named Abdovid. <laughs> I'm the Machutin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Don't tell me. You're a Machutin to David? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we made the shidduch, you know, like when my son was nine years old, now it's six years late, he's 15 years old, and everything is good, yeah? So, time to make the chasaneh, you know? At <laughs> this day and age, we gotta make sure before, you know, we never know how long someone's gonna live, especially making get sick and die, you know? So, we want to make sure they get married and, 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 and have children uh, while they still can, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's a very good idea. Um, but are you telling me that you mashadich with David? Yeah, yeah, very well-to-do man. Fancy carried, always send us money. But I was wondering, the last few months, he didn't send any, because we figured, you know, don't look at horse, and probably he was busy, you know, uh, uh, setting up, uh, how you call it, uh, he was setting up for the, for the, for the, uh, what do you call it again? Uh, what was he setting up for? He's setting up for the chasada. Uh, yeah. That's right. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, boy. I guess you don't know. I guess I don't know what. Well, it turns out is that David used to be rich. I didn't mean used to be rich. He always sent us money. Oh, except for the past... Something happened the past couple of months. What happened? What happened? What happened? Well, um, you know, <laughs> somebody, uh, um, well, um, going to have to tell it to you. Somebody broke in and robbed every penny he had, everything. And he couldn't take out loans because they were afraid they would not get paid back because now everybody heard about it and they realized that David became poor and would not be able to pay back the loans. Before that, people lent the money all the time, made business investments, and always becoming richer and richer. But it happened to be somehow some people, some very bad people, found out that he had a lot of money in his house. And the most money he ever had was in his house because he was about to make a very big investment. And he wanted to do this because he wanted to give a very big nod to you, the host. And what happened? Well, he lost everything. He had to sell his mansion. And even with that, he didn't have enough money. He had to pay back Foyvis and everything. And he lives at the end of town in a small, broken-down uh, shack. I face me, I thought you what we gonna do. See what we're gonna do? We're gonna go there and speak to him and see what's going on. And so we went to the shack and we came there. And what happened was is when he saw us he cried and he said <laughs> I'm I'm very sorry, but I lost all my riches and everything. That's what he didn't hear from me. And I promised to support you said to Lentura, but, but I can't do that anymore. And, and, uh, and I would understand that if, if he broke off the Shidduch, uh, 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 you know, I'm Michael, you, uh, you know, because I would understand. Hmm. I'll tell you what he want to do. What do you mean by the man to do? If he's not going to be able to support you to learn, then what good is the Shidduch? I guess we have to. But, Tati, shouldn't we care about the feelings of the Kala? Ah, you're right. Can we speak to the Kala? Uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, Rivka, would you mind coming over here? Yes, Father. Um, this 
was going to be your cousin. Ah, at last I meet you. Ah, I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to be happy because, um, you know, we lost everything and now I can't uh, support, uh, you know, him to learn anymore. So, uh, I mean, you understand? Uh, uh, you understand? Uh, yes, Father. Well, um, I would understand if you broke off the shinna. I would fully understand. Of course it would hurt me very much. <laughs> it would hurt me very 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 much <laughs> but i would understand some boy there you go she's michael all right let me get right there let me have the tenoyim let me rip it up all right i ripped up the tenoyim and and and, and uh, you ripped up the, your half and i ripped up my half yeah we both ripped it together whatever okay the shit is off bless you with everything good, and may your daughter Rivke find a proper cushion for her. Okay? Uh, but, 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 Dad, but, Dad, I mean, look how sad she is. Shouldn't we care? Uh, uh, listen, you get over it. Come, let's go. And so I left with my father, and we went back home. It didn't take much time. When people found out I was available again, so people read a shidduch. And then there was this well-to-do man named Usher. Usher came by, and he went over, and he offered his daughter in marriage. And so I agreed, and we got married. And then... Yes, and then what happened? Well, after we got married, we had Schaefer Brothers. And Mamash, the day after Schaefer Brothers, my wife comes into the room and she screeches. Oi, Bay, what happened to you? And I said, what, what, what do you mean, what happened to me? Uh, uh, everything is okay. What's wrong? Look at yourself in the mirror. Okay. Oi, Bay, where did these pimples come from? And the next thing I knew, I was broken out with some strange rash, sort of like a psoriasis of some sort. And day by day it would get worse, and being that my father-in-law was very well-to-do, he hired the best doctors, and doctors came from all over, and they said, I'm sorry, sir. It no matter what you want to say, it's a very terrible sickness, and it doesn't seem to get better. I tried all the creams that I know, all the medications that I know, and it's not working. So I'm afraid there's no cure. And so my father-in-law, when he recognized there was no cure, he didn't know what to do. He figured, you know what? There must be a doctor that can save me. But before that happened, my body started to smell. It had off bad odors coming from my mouth, coming from my body. No one wanted to stay near me. They had no choice but to put me into a hospital. They put me into this hospital, and of course, I couldn't share the room with anybody. I was in a private room in the windows. I know, they were always open, right? Yes, they were always open. And eventually, since I was only getting worse, one day my father-in-law, Dovidal, came to me. I, I, I'm very sorry, but since there's no cure and seems to be getting worse and worse, there's no reason that my daughter should suffer so much. And therefore, I suggest... Are you listening? Yes. <laughs> 
I'm listening. I suggest that um, you give a get. And um, if you ever, well, if you ever, you know, get better, then, uh, you know, I guess you'll be able to marry again. But in the meantime, my daughter should not live such a horrible life like this. I, I, I agree. I agree. And so what happened is I agreed, and they brought everybody that has to be the witnesses and the person that writes the get and everything, and I gave a kosher to get, and we were divorced. A little bit after that, my body stopped smelling. So I was able to leave the hospital, but I was poor, all alone. And then I was on the streets trying to collect a little money to have a meal. And this man came over to me, Smotala fellow. Hello, hello, hello. We're Schmachtag. How are you? How are you? How are you? Now listen here. Uh, I, I, I just want you to know that there's somebody that I know that uh, 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 wants to see you. Uh, who wants to see me? Uh, this man, um, you know, like, um, he wants to give you some tzedakah, but he's not so rich, you know, <laughs> he's pretty poor himself, but, um, he, he has an idea when he saw you. He, you want to want to talk to him and listen to him? All right. Uh, send him over. Hello. Shalom Aleichem. Uh, 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 my name is, 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 is Hmm. Why does that name sound familiar? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of Hotchkalas around. Anyways, you look like a, a poor person just like me. Now, I figured if I go around myself, people just give me enough for a meal and things like this. Well, when they're going to see a person like you suffering with all these rashes and everything all over you and these pus pimples and everything, they'll give a little more money because they'll have more Rachmanis. So how about you and I, we team up together? All right, and? And the two of us team up together, you know what I mean? And when we team up together, um, we'll... Um, We'll make some money, and, and and then you know, like you get most of it because you need it more than me, and I'll take a small percentage. What do you say? Okay, and you know, like um, I'm, I have a little bit of money that we can buy a wagon to start traveling around. All right, and so, Heligatzadik, that's what we did. We traveled around. We went from this place to that place to that place to this place, and eventually, what ended up happening is, I became pretty well to do together. <laughs> with <laughs> this uh, boychikle, <laughs> uh, you know what's his name? Uh, 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 um, you're talking about um, Herschel. Right, that's me, right, yes. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> then all of a sudden this person, um, you know, Hatskula said, uh, uh, Excuse me, pardon me, but you know, um, I have a daughter, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, she's a very nice girl, but you know, uh, she has similar problem like you do. What do you mean? She has pimples and rashes and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very difficult to bet a shidduch, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's very hard to bet a shidduch when a girl has all these things, you know? I see. And what are you recommending? Well, I noticed that you're not married. Uh, but, well, I was, but I gave a get. Uh-huh. But you know, you know what? Maybe I could suggest that you marry my daughter. Hmm. And she would be asking to marry a person like me? I'm sure she would. Okay. Then I'm asking. That's great. That's great. That's great. All right. And uh, by the way, my daughter's name is Rivka. Rivka? Why does that sound familiar? Did you find out that she was your first wife yet? Well, 
about to. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened. What ended up happening is that, uh, you know, we're going to get married. We set a date and everything. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. What do you mean? Well, you know, when they're writing the new Tenoyim and everything, you know, he wrote Rivka Bas Dovid. And it struck me real hard that my first Carla's name was Rivka Bas Dovid. And then I asked her what her last name was, and she told me. And then I almost fainted. Actually, I kind of did. And then she asked me, what's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> uh, Rivka, you don't recognize me, and I didn't recognize you. Yes, we both have these rashes and skin diseases that uh, we changed. I'm your first cousin. You are? Yes. And you're my first caller. And I'll, I'll give you Simonim to let you know. Really? Like what? On the day that my father ripped up to Tanoyim, you couldn't stop crying. How did you know that? Because I heard it, and I was there. And of course, <clears throat> uh, Hashalab? Oh, I, I was just moved by emotion, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, so what happened was is that, uh, uh, <clears throat> what ended up happening is that, um, you know, we realized that, you know, we both got sick so that we couldn't be married to anybody else but each other. That's right. And because it was Bashertazai. And I figured out also that I got such a punishment like this because I didn't care enough about another person's feelings. And I should have recognized that from the start that she was my Basherta. Because if Hashem sets up something that's Bashert, there's nothing on earth that you could do. Whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And I, it, it could have happened in a different way, but I got all this skin rashes and everything because I didn't care enough about her feelings. But now when I saw this, I was so, so happy. And as the Sheva Brachas week went by, both of us started to heal more and more. And after Sheva Brachas, both of us were healed completely. It was simply amazing that both of us became healed. And she looked as beautiful as she did when I first met her. And I looked handsome again, the way I was when she met me. And, of course, since we realized that what's my shirt is my shirt, and now I became well-to-do, because the money that we collected, I invested, and I became very well-to-do. And, of course, I became a Balchesed, because that's what our Torah would want. And, of course, when I realized that this is my real basherta. Don't you think it was only natural that I should treat her even greater than the greatest queen in the world? I see. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Anyways, I appreciate your story. And you don't need Musa. You are a walking Musa Shmuz. Okay, now, I'll be on my way to where I came from. Oh, by the way, which town... Did you come from? Vilna. Vilna? Wait a minute. Isn't that the town where the Vilna Gone is? Yes, it is. Wait. What did you say your name is? My name is Rabeliohu. Wait a minute. Isn't Eliohu. Uh, one second. The Vilna Gone. Eliohu ben uh, Schleimer Zalman? Yes, that's who I am. Whoa. And of course. 
He almost fainted again. But this time, not from seeing his collar and realizing his collar, but this time when he realized he was standing in front of the Vilna Gaon. And of course, the Vilna Gaon spread this story just for the fact that people should understand that whatever's Bashar is going to happen, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. If you try, then Hashem is going to do all different things so that whatever He wanted to happen will happen. And also, we should learn from it that we should very much care about another person's feelings. And of course, the Shulchan Aruch tells us to be even more careful not breaking off Shaduchim uh, for no good reasons, that's for sure. Okay? We should always care about other people's feelings and especially about a color. Okay. Did you like that story? Wow, I didn't interrupt too much, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so let's see if there's any time to take any phone calls. Okay, let's see if we have phone calls. Okay, let's go to the telephones. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello. Hello. Yeah, you heard my shout out? Hey. I heard it and I know what this means. But she's getting married. He's gonna be a cousin. <laughs> I'm gonna good. have a sister-in-law. Woohoo! Well, Masha, I just want you to know that you're so much Miss Ameach and everything. You're so much for Simcha. That's great. And I would understand if you didn't have a lesson from the story. I would understand it because you're so excited that your older brother Masha Alt is his name, right? And Maisha Alta is getting married. Uh, Maisha Alta Nakanovsky, and his kawa, it's already official. It's Libra Levine, and wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this may be exciting. Okay, very good. Okay, now I have to go to the next caller, okay? Mazel tov again. Uh-oh, the lesson again? What was it? Oh, right. You shouldn't really think that someone else is better for a wife. I mean, it's best to stick with the wife that you have. I mean... How long have you been married? <laughs> <laughs> long, long. We're almost up to the 50th. But anyways, okay, we got to go to the next call. Wow. Okay. Bye-bye, Masha. A lot of mazel. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello, hello. Hello, we hear you in the background. If you don't answer, we'll have to go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Hello, hello? Hello? Okay, we lost that one. Mom, locking the back door. Mom, locking the back door. Yeah, it's a good idea. Lock the back door. Yeah. We don't want anybody to break in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do we have any more time for any phone calls? Huh? Uh, the computer's going wild. Hello? The computer is going crazy. Like a mad professor. Here. Oh, hello? You're on the air, I think. <laughs> hello? Yes, you're on the air. Okay. Ah, Hashem, you got through. Oh, we had a little technical yeah. difficulty for a moment. Huh. So always, you should always have feelings for other people. You should what? Always have feelings for other people. Excellent, that's correct. You got that right. Okay, thank you. got the Aussie. Bye. Bye. Okay, I think that's all the time we have. Huh?
little time we have? Okay. So, uh, until next week, everybody have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>